Hi, my name's Christina. Welcome to the Authentic Action Podcast. As a core energy dynamics specialist, I am super passionate about helping people find ways to master and maintain their energy from the inside out. Right here, I'll be sharing powerful insights, discussing a wealth of ideas with a whole host of fellow seekers, sharing tools and tips on how you can master your energy and thrive in your life. Hi, everyone, and hey, Lucy Umsley, for thank you for joining Hello. me to my Authentic Action podcast. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. And thank you for having me on your fab podcast. That's brilliant. Thank you so much. Ah, you're welcome. You're very welcome. I've been very excited to have you on here because for those listening to this episode, um, Lucy's story is inspiring. And that's one of the reasons why I really wanted to interview uh, lovely Lucy because she now runs uh, an amazing company called So Clever. And uh, I'm going to let Lucy talk about her business, but I've just been very honoured to see Lucy's journey um, over the last couple of years to move from um, employer, employee, sorry, to as an account director in the branding industry, which is how I know Lucy, to then, you know, branching out into uh, entrepreneurship. Um, so yeah, I'd love Lucy to give, uh, the listeners a bit of an overview as to what So Clever is. Let's kind of start there. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. So So Clever is a grow your own gift box company. Um, and it is aimed at novice growers. So it's people that, you know, have never grown before, don't think that they can grow anything. Um, and everything is in the box. So you get a box sent to you and in it has got sort of compost, seeds, growing tray. Um, and yeah, you just add water essentially. Um, so it's really easy, really simple. And yeah, we, um, we've heard, had some lovely feedback from novice growers saying that they are, you know, easy to do. Um, but yeah, it's, um, it's a grow your own gift box company. And um, well, we'll talk a bit about, I'm sure, mental health um, in, in as part of the podcast. But as part of the business, I wanted to um, bring in a sort of social responsibility piece, which is around, I, I actually, we donate 10% of our net profits to Mind the Mental Health Charity mm-hmm. as well. Great. And, you know, it, and just as I've said, you know, to see where you've come from. And I, you know, I think back, Lucy, to when you first were talking about this idea and then now seeing it actually on a website, you're selling, as you say, you've got so many people that are buying your beautiful products and giving you such beautiful feedback. And how does it feel to now actually have all of that in front of you? I mean, it must be pretty amazing. It is amazing. It's absolutely amazing. And it's only when you start talking about it, like, you know, to you in this, you actually realise how far you've come. Mm. So, you know, yes, it was it was an idea that I had. And now we've got you know, um, a website that's doing quite well. We've got, we sell to independent retailers, some local ones in Yorkshire. Um, we're working with um, Friends of Jewels, which is an online platform for artisan sellers that's that's um, actually part of the Jewels brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, things are going from strength to strength. Uh, potentially we've got some interest from the, from the big high street retail as well which is really exciting that's sort of quite new mm. news but 
you know, it is amazing because I, obviously it's quite a journey to get to this point and, you know, there's obviously quite a lot of self-doubt mm. along the way. Um, but, you know, it, it's it's fabulous to be here now sat in, at my desk looking at all my So Clever stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, it's, it's, and that's one of the reasons, you know, obviously for those listening, why I wanted to really have Lucy on because we used to work together. So we come from the same kind of background in industry and, you know, um, obviously I've kind of gone off onto my path Lucy's gone off onto hers and what I really wanted to focus on is is that journey so I'd love to kind of start with um, maybe a little bit of background um, of you know your working career um, and what got you to the point where you maybe started to question oh I don't know whether this I want to continue on this same path yeah yeah so <clears throat> as you said I've worked within the branding packaging industry for probably nearly 20 years and you know I'd done quite well from the outside looking in I'd done quite well I'd kind of worked my way up the ladder and I'd worked really hard um, worked with some big clients and you know I got to this point where I was an account director um, I was working with some some fabulous clients um, but I was finding it more and more difficult in terms of managing sort of stress levels, mm. um, managing family. Um, I had a young family as well at this point. So, you know, it, it all became quite challenging, really. Um, I sort of look at it as that the job itself wasn't really the problem. I think um, it was probably I was in the wrong mm. job um, because it just didn't give me what I needed to thrive. Mm. Um, I was surviving. Um, and yeah, as I say, from the outside, it looked okay. I was earning quite good money and, you know, but actually inside I was kind of dying, mm. um, you know, so there was kind of, there was definitely a sort of stress. Um, I had a few episodes of quite, um, well, time that I had to take off work, mm. which my employees were really understand. My employ employer was really understanding about, mm. um, you know, there was no problems there, but I just felt like I was getting back on that. That, that cycle that 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 train that was taking me in a direction I didn't want to mm. go and then I'd fall off it again and you know that that you know I got to the point where it just wasn't really something that I could keep going mm. with um and I also had you know other challenges personal to me um you know a brother that was very very poorly at the time um and yeah I just the three things combined that the, the, the role was stressful family I was doing quite a lot of traveling so there was quite a lot of guilt mm. there as well around you know being away from my family and you know and I had yeah, some other family personal things going on as well so yeah it, that that was the point where I just thought I have to make a change mm. now because if I don't I'm going to make myself really mm. poorly um, yeah because it, it's almost like you know you, you look back on those times don't you it's it's funny even to go back and reflect on those that it sounds like you were just spinning so many plates at once. Yeah, yeah. And I couldn't, I was going to drop mm. them. And I am the sort of person that I do, I hate letting people mm. down. I hate, like, I hated letting my employer down. I hated letting my clients down. I hated letting my family down. Um, and, you know, that creates its own stress levels mm. as well. And it was all, it was all just too much. And I think, um, I had to I had to stop I had to take a pause um and you know my job as well I just didn't feel like I was quite as passionate as other people about it and that didn't sit well with me mm. either so 
yeah there was a lot of things going mm. on uh, before I decided that I needed to take a different yeah way. thank you for sharing that Lucy because I think for a lot of people even though you know it's it's a lot more easy to talk about mental health now um than it ever was before I think there's still you know it still takes a bit of courage doesn't it to kind of actually as you say at times where you need to just take some time out you need a pause um how easily were you able so obviously you said your employers were understanding um did you how easy was that for you to to kind of admit i need to take some time out it was really hard really hard i mean the first time uh i had to take some time out was the hardest because i had to go and speak to my well first of all i had to go to see a doctor Mm. And then I had to say, you know, I had to, to talk to my employer about it, both of which were incredibly difficult because, you know, I felt like I was failing mm. um, and clearly I wasn't. But, you know, I felt like I was letting everybody down, including the people that worked for me, you know, my mm. team, uh, quite a big team at the time. Um, yeah, I, it was really tough. Um, but, you know, obviously when you've done mm. it, <laughs> you feel such a sense of mm. relief and, I absolutely needed that time just to sort of decompress mm. and just become, try and get get back to me because I just sort of become this I don't know bit of a zombie really mm. I suppose. So you know it was it was difficult but absolutely worth it. And then I had to do it again. You know a few years down mm. the line, more thing you know other things came about and job was just as stressful if not more. Mm. So uh, I'd become more senior at this mm. point and. Yeah, it was it was a bit easier to talk about it, but um, yeah, it's, it, it's not easy. It's not easy to talk about. No, health. but I, I, you know, it takes courage. But I think you know, it sounded like you got to a point where you just thought, okay, I can't continue like this. I think we we get to those points, don't we, where we just think this is unsustainable. Um, and I think a lot of people, you know, the that's I suppose where it comes from. You know, they talk about burnout. Um, and that, you know, you yourself know that when you have people in your own team, and I think when you've been through it yourself, you're more readily able to spot it in others. Was was that the case for you with managing teams? Yeah, absolutely. I was really, really conscious about people's work-life balance um, and, you know, stress levels. And, you know, I, I definitely always wanted my team to talk to me if they were struggling with that sort of thing. And, and as, you know, if, if I go on further and employ people within mm. my business, then, you know, that will be a key focus. Mm. I mean, you've got to, I want to, I want to walk the walk um, in terms of my business because the, the mental health and, and the charitable side of it is, is such an important side for mm. me. Mm. And I think it's beautiful that you've been able to bring that element in. It's like you've got your passion project for growing seeds and I, I love I mean I love an analogy we've been joking about this but I think we are we're all seeds and you mentioned it before you felt like you were just planted in the wrong place yeah. um absolutely mm. yeah um yeah I mean you're totally right I was in the wrong job but at the same time I had this great outlet which was being able to go outside being able to get out in my garden um, I've had a garden now for a long time, uh, even when I lived in London, down London, I lived there for eight years, we, we had a garden and that's really where we started sort of growing and, and, and being outside and, and growing our own and not just vegetables, but we grew a lot of flowers and 
I just love that sort of outside space and nurturing mm. that kind of thing and um, that's kind of where it came from and I truly believe in the benefit of mm. of gardening for health not just mental health because obviously it has great physical mm. benefits as well um, and that that's part of why it, it's not just about my journey in terms of, of mental health it's also about I know that there are some amazing benefits to being outside and you know doctors are now prescribing gardening mm. um, to help with stress and anxiety and, you know I've seen you know um, hospitals have done great works during uh, during mm. COVID um, in terms of getting patients outside mm. to help them with their recovery and re- rehabilitation mm. so it's something that I'm incredibly passionate about um, but yeah I went off on no that. I love it though no but you're absolutely <laughs> right no feel free tangents love them uh, no but it's relevant tangents right because I think like you yeah. say I, you know obviously for me the you know the energy coaching that I do a lot of it is about I, I think I love the thing about gardening is it just makes you have you slow down and be so much more present in the moment because I think when you're in your job, you're always busy, busy, busy. You're either living in the past or the future. You're never really, truly very present, are you? No, exactly. And you can't rush gardening. Mm. Like you, you can't tell that seedling <laughs> to grow. You've just got to go with it. You know, there is a sort of, I don't know, you just, all that control is taken away. If it, if it, if it germinates, it germinates. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And, you know, it, it's, it's, it's just totally different to, to, to life in yeah. general, you know. We all look for a lot of control around things, but actually gardening is one of the things that you can't, especially with our our weather that we have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But I, I think I love that point, though, because I think it teaches you patience, because I think especially in the industry we worked in where, you know, everything was fast paced. Uh, deadlines were short uh, how much can we squeeze in you know stress levels could easily be high and it's almost it's interesting as you say that you took solace almost sounds like that you slowed the pace right down by gardening yeah 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 absolutely I mean you know we've even we've we've got an allotment as well which we've really really enjoyed this Mm. year Um, and and again one of the things during lockdown has been it's been amazing to be able to get outside and just go up up to our allotment which is a couple of miles mm. from our house um and just enjoy the peace and the quiet and um yeah it, it's totally a place of relaxation mm. and a bit of a haven really especially you know when you've come in from a really tough day potentially mm. <laughs> just going out in the garden with a cup of tea for 15 minutes to wind down and decompress mm. can really really help your kind of mood over the evening mm. i think mm it sounds that you've kind of hit a place of of renewed balance that you kind of obviously went through a number of transitions there can you speak to that point obviously you took breaks and then you got to a point where something had to change you had this idea for passion project what then was that period of time that you saw the potential and it became like an actual possibility that you could do this yeah, so um, so I'd had this idea and I knew I wanted to break out of what I was doing because I knew that it wasn't good for me and my health and my family either. So um, I'd come up with this idea of sort of um, gardening, but I didn't really know what in what way. And um, it took quite a long time, I guess, to refine it to the point where I thought, you know what, this is where I want to take it. Um, and I did start to build the business whilst I was doing my incredibly stressful job. 
Um, but actually, in a way, it sort of helped me in my job because I had something else to focus mm. on, which was nice. Um, I also had a lot of stuff going on uh, with, with my brother's illness at that time mm -hmm. as well. And it, it gave me a focus. It gave me a purpose. I suppose I was a little bit manic around it at the time, but it, it, it just helped me kind of get through a very difficult period. And then actually I was presented with an opportunity to take voluntary redundancy. So, I, I mean, would I, have, would I, have, and I took it. <laughs> so I stepped off the treadmill mm. really, uh, <laughs> last November it was. Um, by which time my business was already up and running, but it was very much a side hustle. It wasn't anything, you know, you know, I wasn't focusing on it really. It was, it was just something that was ticking along in the background. Um, would I have taken that leap if I hadn't taken, you know, if I hadn't been offered voluntary redundancy? I'd like to say yes. I hope that I would have done because, you know, the job wasn't getting any less stressful. Mm. Um, but the thing for me, I suppose, was it was all about. Um, the practical sides got in the way quite a lot so I had to think about as as a you know I was the main breadwinner um I had to think about the practical financial side so it was like can we afford for me to you know just stop working and concentrate on my business full-time or take a part-time job and then and work on my business um but we worked through all that actually and my husband was really supportive around it and you know I like to think that even if I hadn't been offered the voluntary redundancy, I would have I would have had to make the, I would have made the mm. change um, um, before you know I, I made myself any more. Mm. 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 But it's funny, isn't it, how you get to a point and it's almost you know I I'm a strong believer that everything happens for a reason, and I think sometimes you know contrasting things happen in our lives, challenges. You know we we often think about red flags that that come up for us and then it almost plants that seed, pun intended, um, yeah, <laughs> that, 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 it had to happen, um, that, uh, <laughs> that change is needed, right? Um, I'm curious, Lucy, in terms of your take on, on authenticity, uh, this being the Authentic Action podcast, um, has your definition of authenticity kind of changed over time? What hmm. I think so. I think so. I think I was thinking about this earlier. And um, for me, you know, it's about being true to myself and who and how I present myself, I guess, to other people as well. Um, it's it's not trying to be something I'm not. And that's kind of what I felt like in my in my corporate job, if you want to mm. call it that. Um, I felt a bit of a, you know, there were lots and lots. There were lots and lots of really, really talented account directors out there that probably would have loved my role, and yet I didn't feel like I was the right person for it. So I felt inauthentic in that mm. way. Um, so yeah, I, th I think I came to a point where I was like, I needed to do something that was more true to me, that was more mm. me, not something I was trying to be. And then also, I think it's about living a life that puts the things the stuff whatever it is whether it's family whether you know whatever it might be the things that I care about first so prioritizing the important stuff to mm. me and I was not mm. doing that I was I was I was putting other things first I was putting a roof over our head and all the practical stuff which is in, very important don't get me wrong but then you know I wasn't really thinking about the time I was spending with my family with my son who's growing mm. up you know I'm not going to get these years yeah. back and I'd missed quite a lot of his younger years um because i was working so much and even when i wasn't working sometimes you know i'm sat in the room but i'm not mm. really there mentally because mm. i'm thinking about other things 
So, you know, it was about shifting priorities to make it more in line with what I valued um, and what I, what I still value. Mm. Does that yeah, no, I love it. It's, it's a realignment, you know, it's, it's often, yes. yeah, it's often what I say that sometimes when people are feeling like they're struggling, like they're kind of almost, and you said surviving, not thriving, it's because there's not, there's nothing wrong with you. You're not broken. There's, there's nothing maybe, you know, really wrong. It's, you're just out of alignment. You're out of whack with what you yeah. truly care about. And it seems to me that you ha listen to these challenges and situations where you took it on, you let it kind of settle within you and you thought, there's gotta be another way. What do I care about? What do I want to do? And I think importantly, reminding yourself that you have a choice, yeah. which we forget, don't we, crazily? <laughs> I felt totally trapped, Christina. I felt totally trapped in this kind of world of, you know, going to work, um, like burning myself out. Mm. It was a cycle. Mm. It just kept going round mm. and round. And, I, and yeah, it was, I needed a reminder that actually I do have a choice. Mm. I do have a mm. choice. And, you know, the cliche of you only live once mm. as well, you just think, I can't, I can't can't keep doing something that isn't going to make me happy mm. um yeah so the choice bits really mm. it's that awakening to the to the reminder that we have a choice um that that really sets sets the bar apart because i think you know as you said when you feel totally trapped you feel cornered by life and that you start to tell yourself you don't have any other options um what what helped you like what other resources did you use to to kind of navigate your way out of feeling trapped um well actually i did have some so really sadly my brother died in march 2019 mm. um and i did go and see um i did go and see a counselor mm -hmm. actually and she really helped me to sort of you know, uh, well, tell me that I had a choice. Tell me, you know what, you can, you can look at this. You can look at how you can make your life better aligned. You can look at how, you know, you're not working away so much. You, you can go and do this. I sort of felt almost like, I don't know, like um, immobile and not able to actually go and mm. do it. It was just mm. weird, but. You know, you you think choice is easy, but mm. actually, when it came down to it, for me, it it didn't feel very easy. So, you know, that was a resource that I used. As in, I saw her, and she she did amazing things um, for mm -hmm. me. And I initially went to see her around bereavement, but we talked about lots of other things. As quite often, often mm. happens when you go and see a counsellor. Yeah. Um, so I used that, and then I used a lot of my. Uh, <laughs> so I'm I'm quite. Um, I do like a spreadsheet. Oh, yes. So, <laughs> we like so a spreadsheet. I the, <laughs> so I did all the practical stuff around, right, so what do we need to bring into the house and what can we cut back on mm. and all of that. And that was all the boring stuff, but actually really important for me to feel comfortable that mm. I could actually step off and do something different. Yeah, um, yeah and, I, you know, I talked to a lot of people as well. I talked to people about my idea and I wanted to sort of validate that I wasn't, like, completely crazy. Mm um and you know that helped as well so there was a bit of reaching out to other people um yeah I can't I can't think of mm, yeah because well I know when we spoke um 
you were in that place of kind of, I think, in the midst of balancing what was going on for you um, and almost that checking in to almost give yourself permission to say, I, like, to your point, I'm not crazy. This is a thing. This is pursuable. Um, and I'm justified to pursue it. Yeah, because you feel a bit of guilt around it. You think, God, is this just a folly? Is this something mm. that's like just, you know, am I being really self-indulgent mm. by, you know, gonna I'm going to put, we're going to have less money coming in and, you know, we're going to have to make, am I being really self-indulgent that I just want to go and sort of indulge this mm. like idea that I've got? Um, but, you know, you made me see that actually it's absolutely, why not? It's totally within my rights to do that you know we're not I'm not tied to that particular job and that you know um so yeah um yeah I can't remember yeah no I, I think it to your but it's creating space isn't it I think to have someone you know a coach a counsellor a friend just hold space for you so you can step back and view things and shift your perspective and know that you know then the fact that you kind of knew for yourself you had yeah the spreadsheet thing to to do the the nuts and bolts of it of is this a plausible thing from a logical point of view but also to help you process all of the emotions the fact that you you literally had you know your brother being ill for so long and then losing him um and that ironically sounded like that was a prompt to say you get this one life yeah it was absolutely you know my brother you know he was only 52 when he died no age, is um, it? and no not at all and it really made me think I'm what seven years younger than him and you know you don't you don't not you don't know what's around the corner you've got no idea so you need to just within reason I don't I wouldn't advise anybody just jacks everything in you know but I would say you've got to you've got to pursue what makes you happy mm. um and at the time I was incredibly unhappy but what I am really proud of I did manage to share with him my ideas mm. so clever and he did actually look at the branding and, and kind of gave me some feedback on that so he was aware of what I was doing which I'm, I'm really yeah exactly which is wonderful and I know because you said he was uh, a buyer so he was, he was in that world of retail and and all of those things yeah. so it was important that he that he got to see and he, he is still seeing, right? He's he's up there looking down, yeah, isn't he? He's yeah. always there, part of your, your life and your family, which is Absolutely. beautiful. Yeah. So I'm curious is that like now here we are, you know, like from all of that journey that you've been on um, and all of those challenging times and, you know, hitting into self-doubt, but then navigating through it. What what are some of the key things that you would like to kind of go back and say to yourself maybe a year or two ago? Like, what would you give her any advice? What what would you tell her? Yeah, I would say you do have a choice. Um, I would say, you know, you need to believe in yourself more. Have some more self-belief because I'm, I'm terrible. So I'm terrible for self-doubt. Thank God. You know, my husband's brilliant at sort of buoying me up. And, but, you know... We also have that thing, yeah, but he's my husband. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> he's got to say that. Um, but yeah, have some more self-belief. You know, if you think if you think something's worth pursuing, you should pursue it because you know, you, you do only have this this one life. And do you know you will you will be so much happier and, and perhaps reprioritize what you think is important might not mm. be. So, you know, you might think that 
having a huge house or having not that I've got this by the way, but you know, I'm just talking <laughs> yes. generally here. Like, you know, you might think all of that stuff is important, but actually when it comes down to it, for well, for me, that that wasn't important. It was about my family, it was about having time, it was about having freedom. Um, it was, you know, just having choice and being able to do something that I am far more passionate about than than I was in my in my previous roles. Mm. Um you know so yeah I would I think that's probably mm, no and it, what came through clear there Lucy as you shared it is just this re-review of what you value and I think a lot of the time and I remember we have this conversation uh, you know around the time when you were thinking about moving and, and you know starting your own thing is that actually a lot of the time we find that we are living by other people's values by societies or our families or our employers' values, and we almost discount and devalue our own values. <laughs> so how often yeah. do we get more clear on what is important for me today? I know, and, and you know, I was, again, thinking about this earlier, I spent my 20s and 30s thinking that what I needed was, you know, X, Y, and Z, and what I should be doing was X, Y, and Z. And, and actually, it took quite well it's taken till now really for me to sort of reevaluate that because you know I thought in my 20s I had to have this amazing career I had to have you know a husband or you know a a long-term relationship and then you know and I wanted x y and z and actually as I said a lot a lot of the things that I thought I needed and wanted in my 40s I don't think are anywhere near as important Mm. as I thought they were when I was younger so yeah, I would say, you know, people need to really evaluate what's what's important mm. to them. And I hope, I, I, you know, obviously the last few months have been really incredibly difficult for a lot of people, but I know that a lot of people have been doing quite a lot of self-reflection mm. and, and sort of re-evaluating, you know, what what they're doing. It might be their job or it might be, you know, whatever it is, but I hope that it's given people time to reflect. Yeah. I think I've shared with you before, I think COVID, before COVID, we were suffering from the busy being busy disease. And I think, you know, to your point, when you started earlier on about your story and your journey is that when you're on that treadmill, that hamster wheel, it's almost like you don't give yourself time or space to reflect. Whereas this, dare I say, COVID, as much as it's been horrible for a lot of people, it's given us this gift to slow down. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and, and maybe people will make different decisions moving mm. forward. If they yeah, can. yeah, yeah, because you realise. Mm. Yeah, it's not easy. I mean, I'd be lying if I sat here and said that it's all roses. Of course it's not. Um, you know, setting up your own business is not an easy thing to do. And there have been, there have been, there are still stresses and strains, but it's kind of more on my terms mm. now. So, you know, I decide when I want to work and how hard I want to work and, you know how much I'm going to give to this, um, and yeah, it's it's it, it's a different it's differently balanced yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's it, you know it's such it's so great to see just how and why and where you've come through, and then just to have it out there and doing the amazing stuff that you're doing, and you know the charitable work, but encouraging other people to get outside and to garden is just yeah. is awesome. Well, that was. That was why I went down the novice route because, you know, 
I just wanted to um, touch on this actually because I have lots and lots of friends who would say, "Oh, I can't grow anything. <laughs> Everything I just try and grow something and it just dies." And and I thought, "Oh, it's it, it can't be this difficult. Maybe they're just missing a bit of like advice, a bit of you know, sort of encouragement, or making it convenient for them." Um, and that was kind of why I wanted to go down the novice route. People who've gardened for years won't buy my products, and that's absolutely fine. What I want to get people doing is is starting from scratch. Yeah. You know, doing something they've never done before, getting out there and um, yeah, enjoying enjoying growing um, with 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 family as well. Yeah. Because I think that's really yeah yeah because you can literally it's a it's a lovely natural thing that you can do together that is outside that is growing your patience as well as teaching your children where you know plants come from and how they grow and it's it's such a lovely thing to do together I know I've seen lots of pictures with your lovely Isaac kind of being very much part of of uh, of growing and, and getting involved he loves it doesn't he yeah 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 absolutely yeah no he's um he's really into it as well so um but yeah it's just it's a brilliant all-around thing for for adults and yeah kids, no so. exactly so I wanted just to kind of I suppose wrap it up with maybe um those people that maybe are in a place where they are maybe self-reflecting, maybe they're soul searching and maybe they feel a bit trapped um, or a bit kind of, oh, I don't know what my options are. Um, and certainly people who maybe have never been to a counsellor or never seek, uh, seeked out a, a coach and, and what that even looks like or, or sounds like or feels like. What, what advice do you have for, for people um, well, I was stuck. I was really stuck when I came to speak to you, I remember. And and I was lucky because, you know, I knew mm. you, but, you know, that's not to say that you need to know somebody to, to be able to, to to really get something out of a session with a coach or, or um, a counsellor. So I was stuck and I needed somebody to help me sort of move forward. Um, so I would say to anybody that's kind of in that, that um, headspace is... You know, some people can do this themselves, but I needed that extra sort of guide. I sort of saw you as a bit of a guide. So you sort of, all the stuff was there in my head and, you know, but I just needed you to guide me through it and make me see it more clearly. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I would say if um, if you're feeling like that, then, then it's worth contacting somebody because they will help you reassess what's important in your life, what what your true values are, what... what um, what's important to you and, and where your priorities might should really be and and actually that's really empowering because then it can lead you to make decisions that you might not normally make mm. so you know it might might make you sort of reevaluate perhaps um what you do for a living for example um so yeah it, it's totally worth it and and i would um i would recommend um either really a coach or or counselor but you know they both kind of you and my counsellor sort of got me to this position where I am now. <laughs> mm, mm. Well, yeah, I don't think that's the thing, isn't it? It's, what, it's also who resonates with you because there's so many different kinds of coaches, of kind of counsellors and kind of therapists. And it's really finding somebody that you feel safe with because to your point, I think I think we all get trapped. I mean, you know, I have a coach because I get, you know, feeling like I don't have any options sometimes. We all have blind spots, even if you do this type of stuff for a living you can go so far to help yourself absolutely but I think sometimes you just can't see the woods for the trees you just can't and you need 
someone to almost hold the space for you and ask questions that you wouldn't even think to ask yourself yeah for me it was about giving myself an hour mm. as well of like you know being able to just talk to someone yeah uh, which sounds crazy. no well yeah but how but often actually, do we do that like you we, say we don't well we don't and we often think i i don't know i, I sort of felt self-indulgent you know talking talking about myself for like you know it just felt it feels odd I wouldn't do that with a friend so actually it gave me the opportunity to just actually be able to do that and um, mm. yeah but I think I think that speaks volumes as well Lucy isn't it because I think that's so true especially you know maybe I don't want to be sexist here but maybe more of women because we're and I see it with a lot of the people I coach it's people who are so busy looking after everybody else that they kind of get to this place where they deprioritize themselves over everyone else and then you try and consistently pour from an empty cup and you just can't do it no you're absolutely right and that, that yeah I can I can um I can relate to that definitely yeah so it's almost like uh it's uh, and what I'm passionate about getting across to people is that you should be filling your cup up you should be full of yourself um it shouldn't be any shame attached to I need this for me um and you know there is shame around mm. it though isn't there I think we're, we're, we're sort of conditioned as, as people, we are you know like, don't be full mm. of yourself you know even that expression and it's like having those moments where you just can think about you is kind of counterintuitive to a lot of people because we're all told well that's just being selfish mm. um when it's not really it's about nurturing yourself and looking after yourself and you know we all need to do that to be able to to function don't yeah. we whatever role we've got whether that's as a mom or a or, or you know as an employee or as a wife or whatever it might be or as a daughter yeah. you know we've all we've all got to be able to yeah. do that so 100 but but often often we deprioritize it and that's yeah um, i'm gonna i'm gonna bring it home on the seed analogy because it's exactly what you've just <laughs> talked about which is nurturing isn't it it's like you can't force yeah. you, you don't stand over your seed going come on then I'm not going to water you just grow for god's sake <laughs> you exactly. you give it time space nurturing light nutrients yeah. and so yeah. you know we individually are no different absolutely Thank yeah you. well on that analogy <laughs> I'm going to bring it to a <laughs> close <laughs> We're not going to talk about. I, 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 just... I mean, you know, I do love a good analogy, and the seed planting is perfect. Um, I I would like to ask you, Lucy, just to to, to finish this off. Where can people find out about So Clever? Okay, yeah. So you can go to the web website, which is www.soclever.co.uk, and you can have a look on there at our kits. Um, so yeah, go ahead. There's big kits and mini kits, and there's kids kits. <laughs> Two K's. Um, they're called little sewers. That's my kids brand, not oh. kids kits. Um, yeah, so head on over there and have a look. Yeah, and it's so as in S O W, just in case people need to double, double check that. <laughs> Yes, S O W. And you're on Instagram, aren't you? And and Facebook, if people wanted to check you out on there as well. I am. I'm not very good at this bit. I'm like, yes, I'm on <laughs> Facebook and Instagram as well. So yeah, do um, do follow me if you can. That would be fabulous. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then people can find out like where else uh, you're stocked and and all the rest of it because. Um, you know so clever will be continuing to grow yes they will so uh, you can follow the 
ever inspiring unfolding um success story of so clever and uh, lucy i just want to thank you so much for sharing your story sharing your journey and just just being so open so thank you you're very welcome cool all right catch you later you too bye, bye. Thanks again for taking time to listen to the Authentic Action podcast. I really do appreciate it. If you want to create your own podcast, I would totally recommend downloading the Anchor app. Not only is it free, but it also makes recording, adding music and editing your audio super simple. Anchor also shares your podcast across a number of different platforms. So why not give it a try today and create your own podcast?